Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Shad. And today is March Monkey Madness on Jump Scare. It started as a study of human aggression. It led to experiments on primates. Something went wrong. Christopher Atkins, two-time recipient of the National Association of Theater Owners Star of the Year Award. First for Blue Lagoon, now for Shockma. Also starring Amanda Wiss of Silverado and Nightmare on Elm Street. Ari Myers from TV's Kate and Alley, featuring Roddy McDowell as Professor Sorensen. And Shockma, shocking audiences everywhere. Yes, we're covering 1990's Shockma and 1988's Monkey Shines. Once there was a man whose prison was a chair. The man had a monkey. They made the strangest pair. What kind of experiment was it, Jeff? What did you do to Ella? What did you do to me? The man was the prisoner. The monkey held the key. You want to be the boss now, is that it? Stop it! No matter how he tried, the man couldn't flee. Locked in his prison, terrified and frail. Jeff, what is it? Jeff, she's here! She's down here! The monkey gaining power, keeping him in jail. Ella, no. Don't do it! The man tried to keep the monkey from his brain, but every move he made became the monkey's gain. Did you do that or did she? She did it. That's right. She did it. The monkey ruled the man. It climbed inside his head. And now, as fate would have it, one of them is dead. Monkey shines. An experiment in fear. Shockma. Shockma. That's a, for some <laughs> reason, don't ask me why that literally is like became a thing for me throughout the whole movie. Probably because I was trying to entertain myself because this movie is pretty boring. Yeah. I, I've heard him talk about this movie for years and I just was expecting more from it. Yeah, I mean, it's 1990, so it's like, we don't really know what we're doing, and this, like, 
slasher movies have been the thing this whole time. We're kind of venturing into like animal, you know, crazy animals going awry, whatever. The film has stars uh, Roddy McDowell with and, a bow tie. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, he came in, filmed all his scenes in one day, and then he left. Amanda Weiss from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. And Christopher Atkins. And you may or may not know him from, he's popular, um, famously known from the Blue Lagoon, but I personally know him from the pirate movie with Chrissy McNichols. Oh, yes. I remember seeing that ridiculous movie. Yeah, that movie is so ridiculous. Musical, pirates. It's, it's out there, yeah. It is a very out there movie. I remember I watched it under protest and it turned out to actually be kind of funny. So It is actually pretty funny. So, Shakma is a group of st- medical veterinary students. I'm not real clear what they're what kind of people, what kind of doctors are going to be. But they are working at the hospital with Roddy McDowell, and he is doing brain surgery on a baboon to try and, and put a serum in to make the baboon smarter. This doesn't work out. The baboon just becomes more aggressive, so he orders them to put the baboon down. They give it the wrong serum by accident, and it, mm, was it by accident? Because I felt like that guy did not do that by accident. Christopher Atkins, I felt like he had some kind of mo- like motive. He didn't want to kill the baboon. So, I, yeah, he might have done it on purpose and just didn't expect this. But they have all planned with Roddy McDowell as the game master to play this, what Hollywood thinks Dungeons and Dragons is, because they've never quite figured that out type game in the in the hospital room there area they uh are going to set up all these clues the doors are locked by computer they've turned off the fire alarms that was a good idea so they're all locked in until they solve the clues and save the princess who's in the tower who this movie is also known another name for the movie is panic in the tower and I feel like that would have been a better name because do what does Shockma have anything to do with it? Do they say Shockma in the movie? I blacked in and out of the movie, so I don't... It's really... the name of the monkey. Uh, or the okay. baboon, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, the baboon. Yeah, okay, that was his name, Shockma. That's a that's a, not a good name. Yeah, I feel like that's a vaguely racist name for the baboon. <laughs> Somehow, I don't know how, but I feel like that's kind of a racist name for the baboon a borderline borderline name um the tagline is the world's most aggressive primate just got mad that's a really terrible tag that's yeah that's not very good but obviously shakma is not dead he wakes up eats all the animals or eats and kills all the other animals in the lab except for one chimp for some reason i guess he was like nah, i'm not in the mood for chimp you, you eat one half hour later you're, you're gonna be hungry again so Maybe it was the freaking monkey from uh, Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. It could have been uh, Zira and Cornelius' kid just waiting to uh, change yeah, the world. Yeah, he's like, oh, can't, can't get, get that one. That one has important business to do later on. I can't eat Caesar. He's going to have problems. <laughs> and he gets loose and then just one by one picks off all the people playing the game. And that's the problem with the movie is when I say he picks them all off one by one, he does it very, very slowly. 
And this is a movie that today would be over in five minutes because everyone would just have their cell phone and go, holy shit, there's a killer baboon loose in the place. Everyone lock the doors to the stairwells and get the fuck out in the elevator. End of movie. But back then, they had to go to elaborate lengths to make sure that, like, or they didn't have to. Everybody's got a radio, but the radio can only communicate with the game master, not to other players. So they can all talk to Roddy McDowell. He can talk to them, but they can't talk to each other. So this is why no one finds out until it's too late that Shakma is roaming the halls, killing everyone. Yeah, and everyone's locked in, like, a different floor. So, you know, there's different people per floor, and they're with the clues, and... It just, you know, the, the, now that I'm thinking about it, what was, like, the pitch for this movie? They were like, you know what? You know what's really big right now? Monkeys. People are, like, you know, using them for scientific purposes. They're doing all kinds of things. Monkeys are really smart, you know, or just, like, the whole family baboons, whatever. We don't want to do a monkey. We want to do something a little, a little spicy. Let's do a baboon. You know what else is also very popular? Dungeons and Dragons. Let's... Let's put that together and make this make this a movie, because I'm just like it's a live action it's a live action role playing game. Yeah, they're they're larping through the through the hospital room or wing wherever they're at. There, this apparently was filmed in Orlando and it was filmed in using Universal Studios. And judging by the way they thanked Winnie Palmer and Orlando uh, Regional, it was probably filmed at least partially in some of those areas. So they're filming it in real hospitals in Orlando. So. I guess they were trying to be authentic Orlando. I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently also the guy who produced this movie went to jail a few years later for, uh, what do you call it, uh, wire fraud and a lot of other things because he apparently conned people out of money to make this and several other movies. So, yeah, that's why you don't hear much about this one. That's why it didn't get a lot of releases back at the time because, you know, it was all tied up in court. Yeah, that must suck for, like, the actors. I mean, obviously not Roddy McDowell. He's like, I'm fine. I'll just have to do another movie. Um, he probably played... did another movie that day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he filmed all his shit in one day. Because he's in the same outfit. He never changes clothes. He doesn't. And he's wearing a terrible bow tie. And I'm just like, why? Why was this a thing? Like, I don't know. I can't, I can't get past the bow tie. But having, like, the kills are just, they're okay. The movie's so slow-paced. And like you said, it's because you're this, you know, baboon is going one by one, picking the people off, and just the pacing is just terrible. I There were so many points in the movie where I, like, looked over to Shad and I was like, is this movie still going on? Like, when is this movie going to end? It felt like I was watching this movie for, like, three hours. This is the same... Uh situation that happened with that movie i watched for uh customers also watched with erica and we talked about there's a meme going around where people are like name a movie that you've watched and you realize there are still 50 minutes left in the movie it's like oh god yeah that's this one you watch it you're like an hour in you're like oh god how are there still 50 minutes left i'm an hour into this movie it was terribly slow yeah the runtime is 101 minutes yeah and 50 minutes in, I was like, dear God, there's 50 minutes left of this thing. Because there's nothing really inventive about the kills. He just attacks everyone, rips their face off, and moves on. <laughs> That's sorry. it. Over and over again. And then I guess they were trying to be a little bit shocking and different. Because Shakma doesn't just leave like a final girl and guy and they get out. He literally kills everyone. Now, 
you're thinking like, oh, there's Amanda Wise. She's going to survive this. No. She did. She's dead. Roddy McDowell's dead. She died in a bathroom stall, which I feel is the worst death. Like, I would not want to die in, like, a public bathroom stall. That just just gives me, like, the yeah, that's, heebie-jeebies. That's not a good place to end your time on Earth is the, the bathroom stall. I love that, too. She's trying to climb up on the toilet and get into a vent. A vent that's at best 14 inches wide. I'm like, oh, She Amanda. would have to literally chop her fucking head off. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Amanda Weiss, you're thin, but you're not that thin. You're no. not going to jump through that vent and get away from the crazed baboon. She thought she was going to be like Flat Stanley and like go like just... Right through it. Another thing, too, is that no one really even fights back against the baboon. They just see it and go, oh, God, and they stand there and it kills them. No one grabs, until the end, no one really grabs a weapon. No one does much of anything. They could have gotten fire extinguishers, would have sprayed it. that baboon and the ass. It means Something. exposed. So it has to, I feel like an exposed ass means it's like a sensitive area. Yeah, it can't hurt. Or, well, it can hurt. That's the point. Like there are fire hoses everywhere. Why didn't someone get a fire hose out, spray the monkey? I'm going to tell you why. Because they usually they actually used a real fucking baboon and oh, it that's could right. not hurt the baboon. That's my. The, yeah, that probably makes sense because they didn't want to hurt it in any way. So they just let the baboon run amok. What'd you tell me about Amanda Weiss in the scene where he's like bi- that like, bi- scene where he's like violently throwing himself at the door? There was an interview with her and she said that was the scariest thing she's ever done in any movie because I guess they just had like the trainer on the other side whispering things that piss the baboon off there's apparently baboon you know triggers that make the baboon crazy so it was trying to get through that door angrily and you know we all know if it gets through that door and it's pissed off it it is going to kill you wasn't there like a female baboon on the other end too or something i i read that yes that they were using they had a female baboon to try and like bait it and make it angry but then i also read something that said no that wasn't true I feel like they were just trying to cover up the fact that they did that and they didn't want it out and about now. They're like, oh no, we didn't use this baboon for uh, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, no, we did, so, we totally didn't do that, which no. they probably totally did. Yeah, they probably did because, I mean, what do you say to the baboon? You're fucking ugly. Your ass is disgusting. Your mama eats bananas. Yeah, so I don't know. But yeah, that's the biggest problem with it is there's no, you know... I know with people, like, you probably are in a hand-to-hand fight, you're not going to win against the baboon, but I feel like if you get the fire hose from the building that they all walked by numerous times, spray that baboon, at least it'll knock him away from you from a second. Get the fire extinguisher, spray him with it. Something to scare him off of you. And it was a hospital. They didn't have, like, the, you know, the plates, the... When you have, like, a heart attack. Yeah, they don't have that. I would have shocked the motherfucker or punch him in the face or the other thing they could have used an axe wasn't there axes like on the wall for like the firemen yeah they passed a fire axe at one point like what the heck i also love how christopher atkins at one point he finally did go to get the fire extinguisher and there's a hammer hanging on the side of the thing with the fire extinguisher to break the glass and get it out he just bypasses that goes and gets something else and uses it to shatter the glass on the fire extinguisher case it's like Ah, they put that little hammer there for a reason, but I guess he was too busy worried about Shockma to consider that. Yeah, or this was all done in like one take because you know they only had so much film. That's and he, he had to like think fast, and he was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna go over here." That's also probably the case, but 
I don't know, this, it was just missing something, like, there was no, a lot of, there wasn't a lot of suspense to it, you were just bored, waiting for the monkey to kill them all, one at a time. Now, I give the film one banana. <laughs> one, one knife. <laughs> one, yeah, one banana to be cut up by one knife, that, I'll, I'll agree with you there, it just wasn't. I don't understand how it's become a cult favorite, I mean, there's, I mean, I, I get, like, cult movies there's just gonna be like you know that weird movie that a certain amount of people like but i i can't i can't even think of like one positive thing that people would be like oh yeah this is such a good movie like or maybe the whole thing is like it's such a terrible movie yeah that must be it because like i said if they'd had them fighting with them nowadays they could have like an animatronic or cgi monkey that they would actually fight with you remake this now, you have a chance of making it interesting. But back then, like I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah, they couldn't really just whack the baboon with an axe because they were using a real baboon. Now, what I find hilarious is well, now we come to the second film, which is Monkey Shines, and it's eighty eight, nineteen eighty eight, and this film is before Shockma, and yet it's so much better. But on the other hand, it is based on a novel, so you do have meat, you know, and you have a fully formed story there with purpose. And you also have a real director in George Romero. Yeah, it's George Romero, yes. Oh, yes, George Romero. High five to you. Uh, this is a completely different movie. It has a completely different feel. Coincidentally, also opens with a surgery. Yeah. Which freaked me out. I had to look away both times because I know obviously this isn't, you know, the surgeries aren't real. But I, there's something with the scalpel and the blood and it's just, it freak, uh, I don't want to see that. It gives me the heebie-jeebies again. Yeah, so this one is uh, a character played by, uh, what's his name, Jason Beggy? I'm not sure how you say that. So I'm just going to say that. And he is in an accident and paralyzed from the neck down. And obviously, you know, he can't do much for himself. So the, his friend, who is also working on enhancing monkey intelligence at a at a hospital or veterinary clinic. It was a thing, apparently. And there was a lot of that going around. He brings him a monkey that has been specially enhanced. And not only is this monkey smarter, this monkey also begins to form a telepathic bond with him. Which you know that's not going to end well. Yeah, it's very... The, the movie of like who who thought about this like you're like i'm gonna write a book and this is the book i'm gonna write um romero also did the screenplay your jason beggy i would say it was jason beggy plays alan and then you also have jan john manka manco or mancow k-o-w uh i know him from mad about you yeah he played paul reiser's brother throughout the series and the love interest is Kate McNeil, who you guys probably know her from, uh, if you watch, you know, horror films. She was also in the House on Sorority Row. And, you know, she was also on the world as the world turns. You also got Stanley Tucci in there as the surgeon. Stanley Tucci as the... And it's a young Stanley Tucci and it's weird. You're like, what? Like, I, like, <laughs> I was just like, uh, that's Stanley Tucci. Yeah, it's young Stanley Tucci, not as attractive as older Stanley Tucci. Yeah, he has hair, like uh, Stefan Root is in it. There's a lot of recognizable people in the film. Yep. Um, 
you know, and we all know, like... You know, know, Stephen Root's from everything. Everything from the voice of Bill in King of the Hill to Office Space and uh, News Radio. He's been in everything. He's even in True Blood. (laughs) Yes, he is in True Blood. Aww. That poor character. Yeah, he had a rough go in that one. Yeah, well, let me just tell you. So, this guy's good looking, okay? He's a good looking guy, Alan, the lead. And, you know, he's he's a fitness he's a guru, you know, very much into his body. And oh, yeah. He, he goes jogging with a backpack full of bricks at the beginning. Yeah, he's not fucking around. This is after he has satisfied the woman that's laying butt naked in his bed, which that was the opening scene where it's just like she was like booty naked. Like, I'm like, OK, this is this is how the movie starting. This is going to be a good movie. I'm just going to throw that out there. And, you know done with his job there is like you know what after i have a vigorous you know love making i'm gonna go take a fucking jog with bricks on a fucking backpack and ankle weights and wrist weights he he wasn't fucking around he was weighted down he was weighted down and then he gets hit by a fucking van <laughs> and, the, and and dramatically the bricks go up in the air and they crash down. The bricks shatter, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's how you know that was a metaphor for his spine. Because yeah. that's what fucking happened to him. It, it was very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, of course, the the girl's a hot girl, right? This bitch. I was so mad. It was just like, you know, sometimes you watch a film and you're like, oh, the character. Like, you feel bad or you, you try to... But sometimes you'll sympathize or whatever, and you'll have like a connection with the character or whatever. I felt so bad for Alan because it's like, okay, yes, fine, he's a paraplegic now, like, but quadriplegic, quadriplegic. Oh yeah, he got, he got yeah. it all. He could only move his head. And his girlfriend just not only okay, did she not even? She didn't even visit him in the fucking hospital because she couldn't deal with it, right? But you know what she could deal with? She could visit the hospital go fuck Stanley Tucci, the fucking doctor, the stupid fucking see you next Tuesday. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Oh, I love how his his friend straight up calls her out on that, too. He's like, oh, so you're dating the Alan surgeon. Well, there's no conflict of interest there with you, I guess, because, you know, you're a cunt. Just straight up says it to her. And I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, that's your friend looking out for you right there. He called her out. Yeah, he was a good friend. I I really liked the character. Um, I felt bad because, you know, he's trying to... Yes, he is has some self-interest, like, you know, in it. But at the same time, he's trying to, like, help his friend out. And it really doesn't really go well. The monkey that he's training, um, he's been, like, Shad was saying, like, injecting him with that freaking serum that was supposed to make him smart. Which, what is the end game there? What are we trying to make these monkeys do? Like, is this is this like a segue to like war games? Isn't that the monkey that was like doing the flight navigation or whatever? No, that was uh, not war games. What was that? <laughs> Matthew Broderick was in the movie, right? Yeah, Matthew Broderick was in it, but it wasn't war games. I can't remember what the hell. Oh, Project X. Project X, yes, war games. Oh, yes, that's the other one. They I got want... my Matthew Broderick 80s movies all fucked up. Yeah, they want the monkeys flying planes. And apparently, you know, they got monkeys out there picking coconuts as slave labor now for Publix and all these other stores. So, who knows what they want him to do i mean goodness i that was a very intense but this monkey gets really smart i and, don't know how they yeah this was a it was a trained monkey like if you watch the behind the scenes stuff like 
they, you know, of course had trouble getting to do certain things, but eventually they, you know, the monkey pretty much did everything that they wanted it to, with the exception of a few things where you just see little monkey hands doing it. That would be Tom Savini making little monkey hands <laughs> to do those things. Hilarious. I would love to ask Tom Savini about how he liked this movie, because it is... It, I mean, when you have an animal, I mean, I know that's like the hated directors. They hate to do musicals, right? They don't like working with children and they don't like working with animals. Well, one of the things on the behind the scenes on the Blu-ray that they said at one point when it was like feeding, it was supposed to be feeding him stuff, that it actually like shoved a piece of poo in the guy's mouth. Ew. Wow. Like it just grabbed a piece of its own poo and shoved it in his mouth. And they were like, that guy is a trooper. He did not ruin the take. He just kept going. And then as soon as they yelled cut, then he jumped out of the chair and spit monkey poo everywhere. <laughs> wow. That is pretty intense. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like, I, w- I wouldn't, I, no, I could not do it. But the monkey starts making this connection with him, this telepathic, which that part is kind of out there. I don't know if they really explain that in more depth in the novel. Yeah, they didn't get too much into it in the movie. They just like, oh yeah, it's because of the serum. She has this telepathic connection with you now. And he's starting to like see through the monkey's eyes when he's asleep. He's seeing what the monkey's out doing. You know, she escapes the house and is out running around. And of course, in true horror movie style, you know, she starts picking up on his emotions and how pissed off he is at the ex-girlfriend and the uh, surgeon. So of course, it turns into murder monkey. Yep, Murder Monkey. And he's like going at, you know, it, it, but this is a thing. How far was this cabin? I feel like it wasn't like around the corner. He had to travel away. Did the monkey drive there? I have many questions because yeah. we don't really see how he gets there. Yes, it's a monkey. He can go, you know. But to still, the- they, went, they went to a, like, they went on a getaway to a cabin. They're like in the city here, so... At least a thirty-minute drive to get to the cabin. Did he take a subway? Like, you yeah, know, I'm picturing him like I'm picturing him like getting on the bus when someone else does. He just runs in at the bus yeah. at the same time. But yeah, somehow the does monkey. Does he get a man with a yellow hat to help him? He might. Somehow the monkey makes it out to this cabin, sets the cabin on fire while Stanley Tucci and the woman are in the bed having sex. He sets the cabin on fire. In a weird angle. Let's talk about the sex scene. Uh, what the fuck was going on? They were floating? I don't... Because you see, you see, it looked... It seemed like... So the bed was, like, horizontal, right? Yeah. But they were vertical on the bed. So, like, both their of legs their legs... Were, their legs were sticking way yeah. off the bed. They, yeah. Like, it was a very strange shot. And then he's, like, you know, thrusting in, you know, Stanley Tucci style. And I... I don't, it was just a weird angle. It just threw me uh, so much. I mean, there are some uh, crazy sex scenes in this fucking movie. Let's just throw that out there. Because yeah, later we'll on, it gets even wild. But, <laughs> yeah, so that happens. And then, of course, no one in true horror movie fashion, no one believes him. They're like, oh, yeah, right. Your monkey escaped from the house and burned the cabin down. Sure. Yeah, because he goes, beginning, you know, because he's a good guy. He goes and he's like, well, this monkey did it. Because obviously, he didn't do it. He didn't walk up, you know, oh, I just, I was cured. And he just fucking walked to the fucking cabin and set it on fire. Like, these are all accidental, quote unquote, deaths. Because there's no real way to, like, connect him to the to these deaths. But he, he's so candid about it. He's like, okay, this is it. Like, this is what happened. I, I saw it in my dreams. I'm, I, we're connected. 
and no one believes him. And that's the part where um, he becomes a bad friend, like the the other guy, Jeffrey. When Jeffrey becomes a bad friend to Alan, because he at that point should have said, "Yeah, so I kind of been injecting uh, the monkey with the serum," because he didn't <laughs> even ask him. What were you doing with this monkey when you faked his death? Because he faked the monkey's death to get him out of the hospital. Yeah, that way he could just give him to the guy. Yeah, and then he got... That's how the second love interest comes into play because Melanie is the... She's like a professional monkey trainer. Helper monkey trainer. Yeah, who... Which, who knew that was a job? Yeah, well, that's an amazing... She had an amazing job, man. She's freaking living on a big piece of property yeah she had her own cabin out in the middle of nowhere with a huge barn and yeah it was people that she's doing well as a monkey trainer she sure sure was she was making all that money and you know i just i i don't even know like at that point of course that as a good friend you would just come and say but no he doesn't he's like no you're crazy this is not a thing and no one believes him and this is where the tides turn because now he knows what's up and he starts getting so angry. They start, since they share this connection, he starts becoming, like, animalistically, like, angry. Yeah. You know, and very aggressive. And he start, he starts, you know, calling his mom a bitch and, and just... Yeah, he's yelling at everybody. He's mad all the time. Like, he's just super angry at everyone. And, you know, this one is a, is fairly slow-paced, too. It's not as slow as Shakma, but it's also pretty slow-paced. I If they had made this now, this monkey would have killed, like, a dozen people. It was very slow-paced. Yeah, we have to... I mean, Jason has, like, I don't even know how many fucking kills now. The kills are so high. But yeah. we have to beat... Not beat, but we have to try to catch up to that. Because the monkey could just not kill, like, five people in a movie. And people are just going to be like, okay, we need the monkey to kill, like, at least a subway full of people. Like... <laughs> And then, that's just like within the first like 30 minutes of the movie. We have to take out at least 40 people right then and there. Um, and we come monkey train. That's, oh, that... that'd be a good one. But yeah, the monkey in the movie really only kills three, well, four people throughout the whole movie. So that'd be a pretty low kill count by today. They would really up the standards because, like I said, this movie's also pretty slow paced, but it does keep your interest. And the acting's good. There's suspense, you know, the you're invested in the character because you do feel bad. Kind of right off, like, in an intelligent way, I feel, right off the bat, when he does come home and he's dealing, and you know, his girlfriend leaves him and he's dealing with having to live this new life, um, he does try to commit suicide and they show it. And it was, for me, it was graphic because it was just like, whoa, holy shit, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. And... So instantaneously, you know, if you are a person with a heart, then you're like, oh, connection. That's sad. Like, I could totally understand why someone in that frame of mind would do that. Because just five seconds ago, they were running with fucking bricks in their back. And they're really healthy and, you know, had the use of their whole legs and arms and everything. And then now they can't do anything for themselves. Yeah, you can't even. They show him like... He's trying to turn pages on a book with like a special thing. He holds like a stick in his teeth to turn the pages. He drops the stick. That's it. He can't do anything. He can just sit there. Yeah, it's really, really sad. I mean, the movie does tug at the heartstrings. Because you feel bad for him because you're imagining yourself in that and thinking like, oh, God, that would be just the worst thing ever. Yeah, really, really terrible. And then, you know, you have the overbearing mom who's, she's trying to do good, but she's not really doing good because she's just... 
all in your face and she's treating you like a child again and that's the worst feeling when your mom treats you like a fucking kid again and you're a grown-ass adult like yeah that's just no good but he does find new love in the monkey trainer he does because the monkey trainer is pretty fucking awesome yep and this leads to what i think is probably the only quadriplegic sex scene i've seen in the movie yes that that yes I concur. This is I. I don't remember. <laughs> they might be you. out there, but this is the only one I remember seeing. Um, yeah. So he tries to kiss her, and she's like, "Oh," and then his back is uh his he's his back is turned, and uh, she's behind him, and she starts taking off her shirt. Next scene, here she is in the fucking bed. She's literally like hoisting herself like. She's got the bar During the that people, training barn. Yeah, like the yeah, they're in the barn where they train the monkeys. So the monkeys are right in the other room. So they had sex right next to a whole bunch of and monkeys. And the monkeys knew they were fucking because they were going wild cuz they could smell that shit. Yep. They could smell it. So she puts him into the like bed that they train for this kind of stuff and she's got the like bar that I guess the people who are only uh, paraplegic would use to lift herself out. She's hanging on to that, and she is taking the ride of her life. Yeah, she is. And, I mean, not really, but because he doesn't have any use. I mean, you know, he can't use this stuff, which, which is the crazy part of the movie. But he has gotten really good with that stick and everything, with his using that stick and moving his head around, so... She seemed very happy. Well, yeah, she was very happy. He went to town in the upper regions, and then she just hoisted herself up there and went to town in the lower region. I was like, "Whoa, this is uh, this is." And then you know, in the back, all the monkey sounds, monkeys yeah. or monkey sounds. How awkward must this have been to film? Very awkward. I can't even imagine. It's like when you, it's like when you watch those like TV shows or those movies where like. The cutaway is like the fucking waves banging across the fucking like rocks. That's what yeah. I envision. Like that's, that's just the monkeys are like that's what it, the monkeys are just going wild and they're banging in the cages. Yeah, it, there there was a lot going on in that scene. Uh, it's a pretty awesome scene, I have to say, because I was just like, whoa, that is some intense love making right there. Yep, it drove the monkeys crazy. It did drive the monkeys crazy, and you know what? Also, is rare in a movie when there is a bitch on bitch fight. The fucking monkey goes to town on Melanie later in the film, where they have to go fight one another in a sense because, and they're fighting over their man because she's very. I mean, the monkey is very overprotective. Like she's like, this is, and that's the part where because I didn't really get that so much. I knew they had a connection, but. Not like a relationship, like you're my man or that's my girlfriend kind of thing. Obviously not on his end, but yeah. from her end. Because um, what is it that she does to him? She She's feeding him because she's like caring for him, quote unquote. But there's something that she specifically does that's like, this is my mate. Oh, she peed on him. Yeah, She I was marked say. the territory. Yeah, and he was not happy about that. He was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, because there's nothing he can do about that except set in the monkey pee until someone cleans him up. So that's going to be bad times. Yeah, and let me tell you, this last scene, I mean, the monkey gets the mom. He gets the Stanley Tucci, the doctor. He gets the girlfriend, right? The ex-girlfriend. The ex-girlfriend. He gets the freaking friend. 
Yeah. A friend is dead. Which, by the way, don't bring syringes full of poison and to a monkey. To a monkey fight. To a monkey fight when you've shown the monkey how to use a syringe repeatedly. Yeah. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. You know, the thing I said at the end of the film, um, unless you have anything more to say about. Go ahead. The thing I said at the end of the film was, man, even though it's really fucked up, this guy came away kind of a winner. One. <laughs> His doctor. Oh, because he does find out that the doctor may or may, may not have fucked up the surgery that he was doing because he was so he had such huber like huber he was so humorous like yeah they said basically that this is something that if it had happened and you had been brought in they would have looked for a cause for it and they might have been able to correct it with surgery but since you were hit by a truck they just assumed the truck caused the damage and they didn't bother to try and fix it so there was some other thing that had gone on that could have been fixed with surgery if they had looked for it but because he was hit by the truck they didn't bother to look for any other cause of the paralysis except for that. So hitting the truck had nothing to, getting hit by the truck rather had nothing to do with him being paralyzed. Yeah, because it, it could separate. have happened at any given moment um, yeah. to him. And so the doctor who fucked his life up, gone. Girl, ex girlfriend broke up with him, gone. Mom that was overbearing, kind of an ass to him, gone. Gone. Best best friend, I'll oh, try to help him out, but then put him in this fucking situation. So, um, yeah, he kind of fucked up. He gone. Now he has his mom's money because his mom just sold her house and business right before all this. Yep. So she came into money. He's an only child. So he's going to be gaining whatever's in that will. And she's not married. So he gets all the money and he gets the girl in the end. And to fucking put the cherry on the top he fucking gets fixed and is now can walk he walked away from the situation <laughs> so he had a bad year but he came out on top he came out on top but you know who's gonna come out on top later hey 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 yep. but now this too has one of you know we talked about the crazy sex scene but this also has one of the craziest kill scenes i've ever seen in a movie is where at the end of it, in order to save everyone, he's going to have to kill the monkey. How is he going to do that? He just calls Ella up close to him. When Ella gets close he enough... He lures Ella with a dance. Because they like to like dance together to some freaking like old-timey song. Yep. When she gets close enough, he just bites her in the throat and just shakes her to death like a dog with a freaking rabbit. Yeah, like the only thing that he can use, he only has use of his head. It's very graphic. And it's, I mean, I don't want to say it's hilarious, but, but it's it, a little hilarious. It's a little hilarious. I, I can imagine that was a hard scene to play on the day you had to film it. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I would have been cracking my like ass off. I would have been just dying of laughter. Of that because it's so it looks so funny he's like shaking back and forth he does a good job of not moving his other body parts yeah i'll say he you never saw a scene in this where you like saw him like move a little bit or anything there was a scene you, you pointed out where you can see like a string yeah there was a string near the monkey either like pulling the monkey or making some bait there's a very quick scene where you can one time you see like they were doing something with the monkey, like maybe it was a puppet or something, but there's a very quick scene where you see a string on the monkey. I don't know if it was like a leash to pull him back or something, but yeah, there's one quick scene of that. 
Yeah, I, I like the kills more in this one than in Shockma. Yeah, even though sure. you didn't really see that much, you only saw. No. It was very un. It wasn't gory at all. No, until, it wasn't gory. It's very um, what it suggestive. Yeah, if you took out the language, and the sex scene, you could have aired this. It would have been a PG movie. Sex scenes. Yeah, if you took those out. And like I said, cut down the language. Oh, and it's the a... naked chick in the beginning, right in the beginning of the movie? Yes. That goes into the sex scene part. Oh, okay. Well, no, because there's like the first scene where they're not like, you know, the first scene where they're not naked. They're just naked. And then the Stanley Tucci weird, awkward scene. And then the quadriplegic scene. Yeah. <laughs> they would have to remove all that. I agree. Yeah, I had to go back and say the first scene because the first scene, she's they're not having sex. She's just a naked chick. So I'm not counting that as a sex scene. Okay, I'm, it's... Sex know. had happened before that. Okay, I guess, yes. Yeah, well, uh, yes, it did. Fine. How many uh, knives do you give the film? Uh, I'd give this three knives. Three knives? I also I also give it three knives. I surprisingly... I mean, I'd never seen the film. Had you seen the film before? Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah, I'd never seen it before. So I went in... Of uh, a, a monkey shines virgin, virgin. I didn't do you say, have. I guess I didn't. You say you had a story about this. Yes, I do have a story. The film when it was released, um, it was an eighty-eight, right? So, yeah. I had been in the subway, in New York, with my mom, and we were. I don't remember if we were coming off the train or getting on the train, but on the going, you know, towards um the train or away from the train, whatever. We were in the tunnel. I was like freaking seven, maybe. I was really young. All I remember is the fucking poster. Because they would have like the movie posters and like the ads, you know, on the walls. And it was just that menacing, creepy fuck monkey with the symbols. And it scared the shit out of me. And that's all. Like, I remember every time I ever saw that poster, I always thought, nah, I'm not watching that. That shit's scary as fuck. Now, I love the Blu-ray from Shout Factory has the reversible cover and has the original cover of the, I guess at first, the monkey on the poster. It's the same like monkey and everything, but he's holding a straight razor with blood on it. And of course, they wouldn't let him use that poster, so they changed it to just the symbols. But I turned the one with the straight razor monkey out because that one's much cooler. Well, yeah, that one is much cooler. I mean, unless you're Mia Farrow and you're going to get, like, murdered by the symbols. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Your face was like, what the heck is she talking about? In the film that we covered. Uh, A couple of weeks ago. The yeah. Haunting of Julia. Yeah. Where she like, gets sliced and diced with the fucking symbols from the creepy Jester doll. Yeah, there's one of the that's this monkey, a jester doll, harlequins. You don't want any of that in your house. No, definitely not the damn monkey. You know what? If the monkey's cleaning the house, like oh, I'm just talking about the doll. Oh, the doll. No, I don't want the doll. I've I've seen those. Like, yeah, they're I not. They're want, not good news. No, they no. It looks it looks crazy. Who who thought that was cute? Why did anyone think? Oh, this is a cute thing. Let's just put that on there. Um, I don't even remember the monkey in the movie even playing the symbols. So no, it's just that it's just that typical little thing. They just wanted to put something on the poster. Yeah, the switchblade makes more sense. The scenes where what are the scenes? Uh, not to go back into the film, but what the scenes where we're like it's monkey view. 
Yeah, monkey vision. Yeah, the monkey vision scenes. What do those scenes remind you of? They remind me of another movie. I just can't pinpoint it. Like maybe Predator. It's like when you're looking via the yeah, eyes. Yeah, it's a lot of, of like a lot of POV shots, but it wasn't like Predator because it was just more of like a a little bit distorted. Like they do, it was just low to the ground, so they let you know it was the monkey. Yeah, and like a little bit, kind of like a fish eye thing on it. Yeah, well, that's what I said. POV. That's what I, the word I was looking yeah. for. And like that thing. Because it's weird. There's another movie I feel like has like that fast pace. You know, maybe it's another animal film. I think they might do it in Lawnmower Man. Like in the director's yes! cut of... Yes! The director's cut of Lawnmower Man. Where they like have more scenes with the monkeys. Like you see the, like the POV of the monkey going through the like base or something. That's... I for sure think that's where my... I used to love that movie. And it's one of those where like... It's a childhood movie for me, so I know if I watched it now, it would be fucking terrible. Because I, I mean, so oh, much has happened. Oh, it is. It is a terrible movie. I mean, the younger you are when you see that movie, the better it is. Like the the older you get, the worse it gets. If technology hadn't, you know, if technology hadn't gone, excuse me, if technology hadn't like advanced the way it has, and it would have just stayed there, then the movie would still be amazing, right? <laughs> yeah, but since the CGI went so far, Lawnmower Man now is just like watching that tape that they used to have in the '90s, that Into the Mind's Eye, of all the like crazy, weird computer animation. We used to sell that when I worked at the video store. We'd sell it and rent it. Every time we played that thing on the screens, everybody that was in the store was high. Always rented it or bought it immediately because it was just really tripping them out. That's weird. Well, this concludes our episode of our March dog- Monkey Madness. March Monkey Madness of Shockma and Monkey Shines. That one doesn't have a cool rhyme with it. No, it doesn't. I like March Monkey Madness. It's also tongue twister. I can't say it more than. Yeah, I had to practice that. Yeah, it's 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 all over the place. But thanks so much for joining us for another episode. Kind of a special episode because we did a two for one. That's because Shockman was so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we had to put something else to offset it. <laughs> Stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.